Football genius Burgess. And I am Stephanie Fitzpatrick, aka the Advantage Coach. Jared, why you look like you forgot your name for a minute? Oh no, no, I ain't forget my name. But you know, oh, I, oh, I, I was oh, okay. I was I had to toggle between the uh, Okay. So I was like, yeah, you I need to look a lot over at there. the camera and not look <laughs> down at this phone. <laughs> Got you. Okay. Um this is episode 90. We in the 90s. We're Crazy. It's amazing. Man. It's an accomplishment all in itself to be here. Like, it's such a blessing. We, we you know, <laughs> we talk about, like, how we can, how consistent we are with this podcast. And as we come up on our two-year anniversary of this podcast, I can only remember maybe four weeks, maybe, where we didn't do this podcast. It was five because it was a month when I moved, and then when I was so sick, which I believe was COVID, back in February. Uh, um, yes. Mm-hmm. Wait, it was a month when you moved? Yeah, we didn't do it for like four weeks when I moved. Oh, so I might be longer than that then. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I misspoke. I, but it's okay. We, did, we still, I mean, we, in two years, like, even if we miss six, it's still yeah, good. Yeah, we, we Hello? Still, yeah. I mean, you're talking 104 episodes and we right. miss six? Some, <laughs> some of my favorite podcasts didn't put out a podcast, let alone record their podcast on Thanksgiving. So um, that's Just an saying. accomplishment in and of itself. And, Just saying. You know. Um, we're gonna thank God, but I'm 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 patting us on the back for that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Thank uh, you, God, for the for the fortitude to do this. Right. To keep right. going. And the yeah. strength, because yeah. Jesus. Yeah, sometimes it's him, not us. Yeah. Well, it's always him, but <laughs> right. like I was it's most certainly him tonight. Mostly. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Amen. All right. Let's jump into this who's really right. Because yes, uh you made me really feel like a fair weather fan today. <laughs> I'm gonna keep you up. Listen, uh, I watched. Uh, I told you I watched Shannon Sharp today. Uh-huh. Um, um, all, all the smoke. All the smoke. And, yeah. And if nothing else, I'm gonna say this: he's he's a very genuine, real person, and so I just I just took a cue from him. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, for those of you who have heard this podcast before and who know me, know that I am a lover of all things DC. With that being said, (laughs) the football team in Washington has caused me so much, uh, what's the right word to use? There's there's a few words that I can use. Let's just say frustration over the years. I said angst, but yeah. Oh, angst, yes, okay. I was gonna say that at first, but. Folks be joking on me. I told you my friends call me big word jerk. That's okay. Angst is not a big word, but <laughs> exactly. All right, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like I, I've let it be known about my issues with the owner Dan Snyder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I, I made 
jokes about how I am a Seahawks <laughs> fan now. And Seahawks yeah. are my default team because I do root for them. And I have been rooting with them, rooting for them for a while. Mm-hmm. And so for the last few weeks, I kind of just gave up on my team. And mm-hmm. um, it looks like they are in second place in the NFC least. That is and I call it the, the NFC least because absolutely it is the worst, the worst is, division in the NFL, I, maybe in the history. History. The I was about to say, isn't this historical? Because I've mm-hmm. never. <laughs> oh no, the NFC. Like, the NFC East has been bad for a while now, honestly. Yeah, but not like that. Like this is. Yeah. We're in. What are we going into week? What? Week 14? 14, 13, 14. But really, like mm-hmm. it's bad. It's bad, y'all. Yeah. It's bad. The the, well, <laughs> the Giants and the Red, uh, the football team, excuse me, mm-hmm. are tied. Um at five and seven with the tiebreaker going to the Giants um, because they beat the football team head to head twice. So who's really right for the day is which team is likely to win the NFC least? Okay. Stephanie, the floor is yours. (laughs) First of all, it's very sad. Um, Uh When we had our, when we had our brief meeting about this earlier, Uh I said, we should we should petition the NFL, yeah, and they should allow like because this is this division this division sucks so bad that I feel like they should just default to another team in another division with a winning record it, to it, play in the playoffs because this is I mean it have to be one of those teams in the NFC West. Uh huh, and and I can I can be okay with that mm-hmm. like because well honestly, you know I'd be okay not, with it. <laughs> Well, this is not going to go well at all. I don't care who it is. But since this is our who's really right, I will participate uh-huh. nonetheless. Okay. <laughs> and um, I think you all are real clear about who I'm going to pick because <laughs> you're real clear about who Jared's well, going to pick. Right. <laughs> so I, um, I believe that the uh, New York Giants mm-hmm. will win this division. Okay. Um, they have, they're on a streak. I can't remember what the streak is right now of wins. And, um, it is in part, a great part due to somebody near and dear to me. Um, Wayne Goldman. Yes. Wayne. Okay. So, um, and I, and I'm really proud of him (laughs) Mm. and, uh, what he's been able to do. Saquon Barkley was the man went down yeah. and uh he just his body's time he's been there three years i think mm-hmm. and you know this th- he's getting a chance to shine and so i'm gonna root for them regardless yeah. <laughs> just because of wayne and mm-hmm. um yeah i'm just but but even outside of my bias about wayne <laughs> i do feel like they have um finally found a rhythm on offense um yeah they have finally found a rhythm and they figured out that daniel jones cannot be eli man um you 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 need a run game Mm -hmm. i mean you had one but you you need to rely on it more heavily than you had because when you had eli he could 
throw the ball a little bit. He was never one of my favorites, but he could throw the ball. He's a Manning. I'm going to give him that, you know. So, um, and I'm not saying Daniel Jones can't throw the ball, but I just, <laughs> my favorite thing to say, I think he's a better game manager. <laughs> and so giving him the opportunity to just manage the team, the offense, is probably a good, a better look for them. And I think that's kind of the direction they've gone in with this. And so um, I think they're, they're, their offense is firing on all cylinders and defense is playing good enough. Okay. Yeah. Well, so you, you heard Stephanie, so you know that my my team that I'm choosing is the football team, right? And they don't even have a name, y'all. Like, really? They don't, don't even have a name. <laughs> we was really laughing about this earlier. <laughs> like your team ain't got no name. No name? Like, come on. No, but so the reason why I think the football team is going to win the division um, is it's two key things. One, th their defensive line, they have a defensive line of all first round picks mm -hmm. and they are showing their behind now mm -hmm. led by Chase Young, mm -hmm. who I told you, I, yeah, I you felt did. like he was going to be it. And yeah. he, he's looking like it. Yeah. So much the game so that, is slowed down now for him, right. I think. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. So yep. much so that Mike Tomlin oh, made gosh. a statement to him and said that I hope that I'm never uh hope my team is never bad enough to draft a player as good as you. Yeah. Which I mean that was quite sounds a like a backhanded compliment, but it's high. No, ways. it wasn't. No, yeah. it was a compliment. Like yeah. he's like, No, I don't never want my team to be bad enough to have a number one yeah, like you. Yeah, right. like you, bruh. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's it was yeah. Okay. Um and uh, the other thing is I'm gonna go with the team in the division who has the veteran quarterback. Um Alex Smith, which, I mean, you could use the term that you use, game manager. That's why is, I was laughing, because he is the master of He this. is, and he's a very efficient one. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to compare him to Tom Brady in a sense, like obviously Tom Brady is Tom Brady. But from the standpoint of when Tom Brady was in New England, he was a dink and dunk. Like mm -hmm. Tom Brady didn't throw a whole bunch of right. down the field passes. Right. He is going to take what the defense gives you. Mm -hmm. I mean, what the defense gives him, mm -hmm. but he also had that ability to go and win them a game, which yeah. I guess we wouldn't say about naturally say about game managers, even though Alex Smith made a really good play to win them the game um, on, on Sunday. Though ultimately, Ultimately, it was the defense who came up with a big play. Mm -hmm. uh, Montez Sweat, actually, who batted down a, right. a Ben Roethlisberger ball. But that's it. That's what I got, the football team. Okay. Um, All right. Well, Y'all, yeah. <laughs> it's not really a lot to talk about, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's either you believe Jared and his no-name team, or you believe me. <laughs> You, you, you side with me or you side with him. That's yeah. all it is. Y'all let us know who y'all think is really right. Yeah. Well, and see, this the is football not going to be fair because a lot of the people who are going to respond are, guess what, going to be your friends who are, guess what? No. 
No, a lot of my friends hate the football team. What? So you'll be surprised how okay. many people are going to pick <laughs> okay. just because who are they're going to pick not you? Not to pick them, okay? Right, just not to pick the football team. Okay. All yeah, right. I'm I'm the last one. Like L, if you're listening, because L turned in his fan card a long time ago. Oh, so okay. I'm almost certain. As soon as that goes up, he's going to press yeah. the button that says <laughs> Stephanie is who's really right. <laughs> okay. Nah, but you, you guys let us know who you think is really right. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So I think uh, I think this next story, um, while funny, <laughs> the more and more I think about it, I realize how ridiculous people are with their standards and expectations. Um, yeah. So, well, you want to tell the story? That's fine. So the um, quarterback for UNLV, I don't have his name in front of me right now, Mm -hmm. um, came out and apologized earlier this week for his um, behavior on a show he was on. I should have pulled it up. Now I I don't have any of it in front of me. He was on Down Below or something like that is the name of the show that he was on. And it was a reality show. And he um, apparently was partying Mm -hmm. um, in this episode. And part of his partying Mm -hmm. included eating food, I'm going to just say food, Mm -hmm. off of a nude woman, Mm -hmm. a nude model. Yeah. And he came out and apologized for that behavior. Um, earlier this week and his coach even came out and said that's not how we conduct ourselves and all of this kind of stuff and so of course (laughs) and and I know there's going to be a a, a, some people who are going to be like but it's just you know it's misogynistic it's this it's that and I'm going to argue against that in this particular moment to say it was a choice from the mom. Yes. She knew she was naked Mm -hmm. and she knew food was on her. Mm -hmm. And she knew what was was going to be eaten off of her. Off of her. And so So, consent was given. That consent was given. So Mm -hmm. I have to, so I wanted to pre say like disclaimer before we start this conversation. Right. This was consent on her Mm -hmm. part. Um, I'm more concerned about the unrealistic expectations that you put on these young on these young people. Um, to, and I get having expectations of them being um, having integrity and you know moral high moral standards and all of that kind of stuff. But they're also college kids, right? And to 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 have him to have to apologize because I'm gonna tell you my tr- my true feeling is it was just he did it because it's what how how he gets to be on the field he didn't do it out of sincerity uh-huh. like he I don't feel like he felt like he was wrong for what he oh, did no <laughs> I just did this so I could be on the field right I'm, I'm and the only reason you all had a problem with it yeah only reason you all had a problem with it is because. It was seen. It was aired, yeah. Had this, so, this, say what you said when I said, when we talked about this earlier. 
the, the funny, the <laughs> jokey let me, bag. Let me, let me say, first, yeah. the quarterback's name is Max Gilliam, and the name okay. of the show is Below Deck. Below Deck. I knew it was something. And I was like, what college football player hasn't taken a shot off of a, a naked woman? <laughs> Out of a naked woman's belly button. Um, I think it's ridiculous. I, I you know, um, I didn't even think about it from the standpoint of, you know, the, the idea that this was misogynistic or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I, I guess my mind just didn't even go there because I did know that there was like consent and all of that. Exactly. This, but um, if 19, 20, 21 year old Jared had the opportunity to eat sushi off of a naked woman, <laughs> most certainly would have done it. Would have happened. And, right. And it depends on which coach asked me to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have depended on if I would have done it or not. Because if Coach Petty asked me to apologize, I, I might have uh, I might have hurried up and apologized. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just don't. I don't. It's it's. I'm not going there. I was about to mention something, but. There are other, let me just say, there are occupations mm-hmm. that um, put so much pressure on the individuals that are a part of it mm-hmm. that you often see when they, when they quote unquote fall, they fall hard. Yeah. And so I'm concerned that you all are putting, that not you, that, that they're putting out this, this, necessity for these kids to be perfect and that's not going to happen right and so then you're setting them up for failure because they go Mm -hmm. when they mess up then it looks like oh god like and this wasn't a mess up in my opinion this was just it wasn't a mess up i think if he had been doing something illegal then i'm gonna be like okay yeah apologize because you were wrong or you did something that was offensive and maybe that's the way they looked at it. But again, how is it offensive if she consented to it? I, I don't understand. I, mm. it, it, like, like you said, like, it, it's all pageantry. Like, apologize because the world saw it. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't think that it was an issue if the young lady consented. Like, you know. Nobody strapped her down. Like it wasn't like that. Like she wasn't drunk. It wasn't. It wasn't any of that. So right. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, over the top in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I'm all about feminine, feminine, you know, female rights and all that right. kind of stuff. But listen, if, if she also had the right to be there. Right. <laughs> she did. I, I, I just made another joke in my head and I was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to okay. do this. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> All right. No problem. I, I'll tell you offline. <laughs> okay. Look, no problem. When you do that, I'm, I'm like, okay. Nope. Good. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So I don't know what's up with the NFL and this whole, the way that they're handling COVID and these positive tests, but I feel like they playing with us, right? <laughs> I really feel like they playing with us because they're trying to give us the illusion that they really care about these players catching COVID when the reality is they really just care about the bottom line. And I know that they can't just come out and say that, but it feels like, you know, an insult to my intelligence. 
Like if you even allow it to, like I'm like whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's just like I don't know. Sometimes I just get so tired of like the pageantry of. Let me say this because it sounds good, or right. you know, PC is not always yeah. like it's. It's just be real. Like right. we want this paper, and y'all need to get out here and make it for us. Right. I don't care whether you're you know, sick or not. Get out here. Get like, out there, because really. I because I can guarantee you, more people would have watched that game if Des Bryant had played. Yes, well, and you know my theory. Yeah, I, I so to give you guys, you know, the story. Um, this was a big deal. Des Bryant was signed by the Ravens this year. Um, he was unceremoniously released from the Cowboys, which is where he is. He had spent, I was about to say his entire career, but he had a brief stint with the saints that ended with him, uh, rupturing his Achilles. Mm. And so you sign by the Ravens this year. And this would have been the first time he would have played against the Cowboys Mm-hmm. since leaving so um during pregame warm-up Dez is out on the field he's dapping folks up hugging folks from the Cowboys because you know I'm sure he still has plenty of relationships over there and someone comes to him and says hey you tested positive for COVID and so he had been in contact with quite a few people during that pregame and instead with of no the, mask on. Well, with no mask on. Instead of the, the NFL shutting the game down, they allowed him to, I mean, they allowed the game to continue and just removed him because he tested positive. Now, I want to see if the NFL is going to come out and be honest about all of the people who are going to test positive from COVID after this um, because then they'll have to admit that it may not have been the best decision to play the game if he had been in contact with people. But you said that the NFL came out and justified it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They said that, um, so there are um, some criteria uh-huh. that um, they they use in order to determine whether someone has to go into isolation or not, mm-hmm. right? And, and um after contract, after the contact tracing, because mm-hmm. all NFL players are wearing this, these devices that um, allow them to know who they've been around so that they right. can quickly, the NFL yeah, can right. quickly find out and get in touch with those people and move on getting them tested. Mm-hmm. Um, so their logic in going ahead with the game was he only, there were only two of the four criteria <laughs> that were met by him being out on the field without a mask, hugging on people in their faces. And so, but but we gotta take this back one because him just being, him being told he tested positive is not the, where my issue starts. My issue uh-huh. starts with the fact that the day before he had had an inconclusive test. Right, two days before, it was it Sunday, right? <laughs> Tuesday, no, I looked it up. Tuesday. It was Monday. Oh, okay. Tuesday, because they played the game. Remember, it was weird. They played the game on Wednesday. No, the game was the Tuesday. The game was Tuesday. Yeah. So they, on Monday. So it was Monday, he Monday. says, okay. okay. Monday, he had an inconclusive test. Uh huh. So Monday, he has an inconclusive test. And then you don't, at that point, say, well, let's just keep him out, 
so that we can until we test them again to see mm -hmm. what whether we get up at that point. That, mm -hmm. that, that just seems like the logical thing to do. Or at least if you're going to say, because my theory is they needed him to not be scratched for the game so soon because they wanted people to tune in. Exactly. Because everybody wants to watch Dez Bryant go back and play the Cowboys, so right? That's what That was the, the hook for the game. Mm -hmm. And so... I think they waited until the last minute, and so even if that was your, even if that was your bottom line, why you did what you did, mm -hmm. I feel like you should have at least said wear a mask until we know what's going on with you. Right. Because what is the CDC said? It's not just about you being protected; it's about you protecting other people mm -hmm. when you wear a mask. Right. So, at least tell the brother to put a mask on until you know for sure what his test is. I personally think he shouldn't have been on the field until you got those test results. But I know that, like I said, I feel like that's why they did it. Right. No, that's, so. that's real. I, and, you know, <clears throat> I feel the same way. I, I know that had he, <clears throat> had he played, I'm sure that the ratings would have been a lot higher. Mm -hmm. And they didn't want to jeopardize that. Yep. Um, that's it. But he got on social media afterwards and said that he's done with this and yeah. Um, I understand he's he I don't know him personally obviously but what I've seen over the years is that he's an emotional guy so mm -hmm. I'm sure he was very he was looking forward Damn. to playing against his old team yes. um, and to have this come out like the way it did he was expecting to play and so yeah. of course that was frustrating so hopefully and I don't believe that he he is really going to quit but hopefully um he kind of just said this out of frustration and um he'll be able to finish his career because it, it took a lot for him to get back to this point so. it did and that was some of the response like when you read twitter or his twitter responses mm -hmm. the replies that's what they were like dude you work too hard to get back here like don't just right. give up now like yeah right. so no i don't want to see him give up i i mm -hmm. you know he was just kind of finally looking like he was getting a little comfortable you know what i mean right. so i would hope that he would you know ride this out get better and be able to get back out there and and continue we'll yeah. see though we'll see yeah yeah all right so another example of how white mediocrity just always gets awarded over <laughs> I'm sorry. Should I well, not just say that? go straight for the jugular. Yeah, because it, it really makes me mad to see coaches like, you know, you see a coach like uh, what's his name? Uh, I was about to call him the, the man from Maury, uh, not Maury, huh? uh, Jerry Springer. Oh, I was about to say Steve Wilkos, but oh, that's Lord. not his name. The coach who was fired from um, Arizona after one season, black coach. Oh, gosh, I don't remember his name. I can't think of his name off the top. He was a black coach. He got one year in Arizona. He didn't do well. They got rid of him immediately. And we right. see that time and again with black coaches. Meanwhile, a coach like Adam Gase mm -hmm. can go and be awful. Wilkes. Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes. Okay, that's Steve Wilkos. Lord have mercy. Yeah, yeah. Steve um, Wilkes. A, a, a coach like Adam Gates can go and be awful in Miami and then turn around and as soon as he's fired by Miami, get another head co coaching job with 
the, the Jets. And it's just mind-numbing that he could be this bad. He can get vouched. And this is how, um, you know, not white supremacy. What am I trying to say? Um, this is how white privilege works, right? Where this coach is, by all accounts, not a good coach, right? He may have been a good position coach. Right. right? Every good position coach isn't a good head coach. No. Got the opportunity to prove he didn't do it and got another opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. Based off of the word of somebody else. Right. And so um, the, the level of cachet that he's been given to be mm -hmm. this bad for this long is just criminal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And a, a player like, you know, I mean, not a player, a coach like Eric Bieniemy, who who at the top yeah, that's of what everybody's I think about. list. Yep, that's what I think about. Who, who by all accounts, is like an offensive genius. Yep. Or, you know what I'm saying, to shout out, you know, somebody I got love for, Pep Hamilton, who is uh -huh. the quarterback's coach for the Chargers. Yeah. Who is one of the reasons why Justin Herbert is, is over there playing well. Right. HU alum. Oh, um, Lord, okay. <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> um, he was he was the head coach of the DC Defenders before the league broke down. Uh, okay. Um, and thank thankfully he got another uh, he got another opportunity in the in the right because he was also on he was the offensive coordinator for Michigan under Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. We you, I already know how you feel about yeah. that guy. Yeah. But, um, but him Byron Leftwich, you know. Another, it, you know, you can go on and on, honestly. Yeah. And, and it's like they don't get these opportunities, but this guy can stink and still be a head coach in the NFL. And it's just, I, I just don't understand it. But um, to add insult to injury, yeah, this past weekend, um, they were in a game that they were winning, mm -hmm. especially up by 10 points in the fourth quarter. They should have won. Mm -hmm. And, and they've only won one game this year, by the way. Have they won one? I thought they won one. No, I think they're still over. That would have been what? their first one. Yeah, okay. They, well, that's even worse. They're still defeated. Yeah. <laughs> they're still defeated. <laughs> <laughs> they so um Greg Williams, who by anybody who has watched the Greg Williams defense knows that he is the Bruce Arians of defense. So when Bruce Arians says no risk it, no biscuit. That's how he yeah. is on the defensive side of the ball. That's very, that you knew that's what you had. Yeah. 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 So he calls a zero blitz. Um, and for those of you who don't know, the zero blitz is where everybody's covered Everybody. man to man. And um, all of the receivers the are covered man to man and everyone <laughs> else is rushing. You bring the house. Yeah. So he's done this plenty of times. If you look at um, clips on ESPN, they show how in – in uh, Hail Mary situations, mm -hmm. he's going to blitz because he doesn't mm -hmm. want to give the quarterback time to run around and mm -hmm. get set up to right. you know, do something spectacular. But the only problem is, is that no one got to the quarterback on the zero blitz and um, they scored a touchdown and the, the Oakland Raiders scored a touchdown and the Jets yeah. lost the game. Yeah. So Adam's Gate, Adam Gase's defense, <sighs> his defense for allowing, because head coaches have the, the right to veto, <laughs> for lack of a better yeah. term, any All they have to do is call, call timeout. Yeah, any call. call timeout. Let's talk about this before, wait, right. like, yeah. 
because you hear just like everybody else what's right. being called. What's being called because every all of the so how it works is each of the coaches have a headset yeah. and it can, they can all you know communicate with communicate. each other. Yep. Well, the head coach is the only coach that can communicate with both the offense and the defense because mm -hmm. the defensive coaches don't communicate with the offensive coaches. Right. It's, it's kind of all partitioned in that way. Right. So all the communication comes to the head coach. Mm -hmm. So when this was communicated that he was running the zero blitz, Adam Gay said that he was distracted. Yeah. Talking to somebody, I think is what he said. On the last, it's the play, last of the game, play of the game, you are distracted. That should get you fired right there. Period. Throw the whole franchise away. <laughs> well, the owner, <laughs> the GM. If oh they got God. a president, throw him away. I'm just saying. Throw the it's... fans away. Oh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just playing. <laughs> That's one of them, you're just taking it too far. You're generally. just going overall. Oh, wait a minute. Now. Yeah, no, but no, they, yeah. I, you can't be, uh, they are 0 and 12, by the way. You can't yeah. be 0 12 as a head coach, come out and say, I was distracted on the last play, talking to somebody else on the last play of the game. Right. And then, did, I, how do you still have a job? I don't understand. It makes no sense. And, and 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 this, he's been looking for this excuse the whole season because mm -hmm. Greg oh, he, Williams. Oh, you've been wanting to find Greg Williams. Yeah. Yeah. He was a holdover from the old regime, from Todd Bowles. So, yeah. yeah, you just, you were looking for a reason to, yeah. So. And don't get it well, twisted. I need them to find a reason to get rid of you. Greg Williams is a, is a great defensive coach. He's a great defensive mind. Um, he has been a part of some of some really good defenses in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So I don't yeah. worry about him. He he will land on his feet. Yeah. I think that whole bounty gate thing is one of the things that really has stuck with him and the reason yeah. why he has not been a head coach in the NFL. Right. Right. Um, but by all accounts, players love him. Mm -hmm. I mean, players have come out and said that they thought that was a stupid call. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and guess what? Every coach makes stupid calls. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it is what it is, and he's a gambler. You said it already. So it is what it is. He did yeah. it, I think, in the game early, in that same game earlier. So what do you expect? Yeah. Just me, whatever. Me, me and my teammates were joking about. Shout out to uh, Coach Keith Gilmore, who was my defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. my first three years uh, of college. He ended up leaving and going and being really getting some amazing opportunities. He ended up going to coach at the University of North Carolina. He coached at Cincinnati mm -hmm. with Brian Kelly, who okay. then took him, actually, excuse me, he went to S Central Michigan first with Brian Kelly. Then the entire staff ended up going to Cincinnati. Yeah. Then the entire staff ended up at Notre Dame. So he's Notre been Dame. some yeah. some really good places. He has some really good players who, um, who he's turned out because he's a defensive lineman, uh, defensive line coach, like by nature. Okay. And so he he went and he's gone to do some amazing things. But me and some of my teammates joked about how uh, I, Coach Gilmore during during that hail mary would have probably called cover three, which for those people who know three people deep. Right. Um, and how 
he would call cover three against four wide. With <laughs> what? That makes no sense. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. For, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry for y'all who don't who doesn't know what that. No, that means, I'm but... like, well, please. <laughs> All you need to know, know is four versus three is not yes, a good exactly. Number. Somebody's gonna be open. Somebody. <laughs> No, nah, yeah. but shout out to Coach Gilmore. I love you, man. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. Now, I don't know if you are as sick of this as I am, but <clears throat> especially after his weekend with with little baby, uh, James Harden is really, really trying to force his way out of Houston. Why do we have and, to go through this with somebody every year? Like this is this is disgusting. I'm sick of this. Why are we acting like babies? Just good grief. Right. I'm sorry. Like, go ahead. I'm you remember sorry. the you remember the, the 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 name of our very first podcast? Like the name of that episode? Mm-mm, what was it? Oh my! Don't do that. Yes. I'm sorry. It was Let's, 90 episodes ago. No, sir. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was titled "Let's Be Professional." Uh huh. It was. I remember now. Yes. And so, James Harden, come on, man. Like, I get it. Like, you are trying to get to where you want to get to. You are upset about how things played out. I completely get that. But one of the things that you're doing with your actions is lowering what the Rockets can get in return for you. Yeah. And if I'm the GM or the owner, I'm not just giving you up for anything. Mm-hmm. So the more you go out and act like a baby right. about mm-hmm. getting, um, about trying Trade. to force your way out, right. yeah. like the worse you, the worse you're making it on yourself. So yeah. I, I just, I'm tired of hearing about it. Like unless the Nets are going to give up Kyrie Irving, there's no way that they can make that work there. Yeah. Um, and KD has his kind of um, he didn't come out and say it, but it, apparently, like you know, he he's content with K, uh, with Kyrie, and he doesn't care to do a swap KD for uh, James, James Harden. Harden for Kyrie. Um, Been but now there, he's, done that already. <clears throat> <laughs> Been there, done that already. Right, but but now he's he's opened up his options. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Well, he said that he is open to going to play in Philly. He is okay. open to going to play in Miami. And the shocker, he is open to going and playing in Milwaukee. Yeah. Now that might be interesting right there. No, it won't. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> A couple of years ago, when they did the, uh, when they started the whole all-star draft. Yeah. Giannis stated Uh when someone asked him, oh, we thought you were going to pick James Harden. He stated, oh, no, I need somebody that's going to play defense. And then James Harden comes back and says, I mean, well, all you got to do, like, he doesn't, he's not really skilled. You just standing around a basket and Oh, so they gonna not have a good okay. Yeah. All right. Well the so, chemistry won't be well then I see I think Miami it would be a good spot for him then. You think Miami? Mm-hmm. So 
Who does Miami give up for him? You know how I feel him? about Joel and B. So I'm like, don't don't nobody go help him. That'd be perfect for him. He could actually go to work on the block and he'd have some space in. The issue between Joel and B and Ben Simmons, and this is why I think it will always be, be an issue and why it won't work, is that they both pretty much clogged the lane. Ben Simmons is trying to get to the basket. He's not a shooter. Right. And right. we see that he's right. not even trying to be a shooter. He won't even right. take the shots. And so what that what it also forces it forces Embiid away from the basket mm-hmm. to try not to clog the lane. Right. And um it Embiid has been shooting, even though he he has a pretty good percentage for a big man, he he shoots too many threes. And so what what this would do with James Harden and Embiid is it'll allow Embiid to be in the paint more because James Harden is a threat from three. Uh, yeah. So it, it creates spacing, is what I'm saying. Like So the, is the trade for Ben Simmons? Oh yeah. You I if oh, I'm the Rockets. Okay. I'm like, wait, you gotta okay, give me okay. if I'm the Rockets, you gotta give me Ben Simmons. Like it's okay. there's nothing else in that deal that you could do that would be, you know what I'm saying, good enough for me in return. Like right, this right. is a young person who I can build the team yeah, around. Yeah. You know, even though I don't know how it will work with John Wall and Ben Simmons, that, that yeah. would be a thing. I that is going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, but I don't know. Like, I'm, okay. I'm just saying. Well, about I just him. need him. He's pulling the, you know, this is what they do in the NFL. He's pulling one of them numbers. Yeah. I'll show up to training camp and I hold out and then y'all, do, whatever. Go, yeah. go, go be a professional, sir, and let them work this <laughs> out for you. They All understand right. where you are. The coach has been real clear. We get it. He don't want to be here. Right. So I'm just saying, just go to work mm-hmm. and let them work this out. They they, right. they don't want you there if you don't want to be there. I'm pretty exactly. sure. So, so just go to work. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Stephen Silas, even though, you know, in the media he comes off with this, you know, nice demeanor. I feel like he probably probably said that to him. Like, listen, you want to come yeah. to work? No? All right. We, we moving on without you. Yeah. I mean, he has to. Yeah. He has to, for sure. All right. Okay. So this is hilarious. I'm sorry. We have a new Olympic sport coming in 2024. Listen, which is crazy because you know it'll only be three years in between the Olympics, so we couldn't have it this year because of COVID. Right. So 2024, one of the sports that'll be added to the Olympics is Olympic breakdancing, and so. Initially, my first thought was, like, I I thought it was on some culture vulture stuff, right? <laughs> like, but after more of a careful examination, I think this is an ode to the culture, right? I do. That was my first thought. Like, I do. I thought it was, yeah, it is an ode to the culture. Right. I, well, so... When I say culture vulture, I think about how um, things in and of the culture get monetized by people who aren't from the culture, right? Like when yes. we look at hip hop and we look at, we, we see these hip hop artists 
And we think to ourselves like, oh, they, they sell a lot of records. They must make a lot of money. And the reality is um, they've been stolen from. Yeah, I just, Andre's word, Andre 3000's words were just in my head when, we, when you first said this. Uh-huh. Like, no, nah, I've been going through the same thing that you had. Right. I live, like, you live check right. to check. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move your feet and we're going to eat. So we like neck and neck. Neck and neck. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the perfect verse for that, too. Yes. And so, it, it you know, I'm so I'm so grateful for, like, artists like him that drop them gems in them, in them verses. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it it's so I don't know what happens with the Olympics or, like, how it's monetized, stuff like that. Like, obviously it is. But I, I just like to see, like how this plays out. You know, well, I feel like it was it was it it's an ode because it took hip hop and break. Let's talk about break dancing specifically. Mm-hmm. Started here, mm-hmm. within what's. No, not so affectionately called the hood, right? Mm-hmm. And it has blown up into right. an international phenomenon of dancing right. that people across the world do now. And right. so for me, that's that's why it's become an Olympic sport is because it's such a huge international thing Oh, yeah. That I feel like, like that is why, and the, so the, to me, that's where the, the uh, homage to it comes from. Like yeah. the fact that it was, you know, it, it started in this small little place, right, and blew up into something that the way hip hop did, well, basically. Well, I, well and I, I look at you know breakdancing or b boying, like it, it, it's one of the pillars of hip hop, right? You know, mm-hmm. you got the DJ turntablism, mm-hmm. you got the b boy, you got the Right. Um, you know, the MC, right? right? And so, um, my bad. I always do this when I talk about hip hop and the pillars of hip hop. I always leave out the graffiti artists. Oh, yes. Artists. Please do. Yes. I, I apologize. But yeah. you know, I I think I'm I think I, I'm trained to look sketchily yeah. at anything like that. Like it's not that obviously I want everything to be on a grand level, right? right? But I look at stuff like, you think about the game Fortnite, right? Mm-hmm. In the game Fortnite. Know nothing about it, but okay. Yeah, I, I don't know much about it either. The only thing I know is that they use like the dances from some of oh, like, really? these, you know, these these hip-hop. popular, yeah, yeah. these pop, mm-hmm. popular hip hop dances and um, they make a bunch of money from it. Mm-hmm. And the people who created this stuff don't see a dime. Being paid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're right. And you're right. Like it's exploitation at its finest. And it's unfortunate that like everything that we create, you know, I won't go down to uh, this rant about mm-hmm. capitalism or whatever, but everything that we create tends to get stolen and sold, you know what I'm saying? And we don't profit from so Yeah. Um my aunt but, would be like with her fist up with you. Really? Oh, <laughs> that's her rant all the time. We can't have nothing. Nothing, right. 
Shout out, oh, Ozzy. Yeah. But, but you know, it's like you want it to be out there. Mm-hmm. And I think two things can be true. I would love it for to be out there. I would love for it to be out there. But I would love for the people who should be compensated for right. it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I, no, I, think I get both that. Of those things I agree. True. I agree. Um, I all right, agree. so um, I think this this next story about the NBA. Um, <laughs> I think. Oh, so, so listen. Before you start, I was so okay. excited about what we're going to talk about in a little bit. Right. Because I I feel like, you know, I'm not I'm not a basher of people, especially not black men. Uh-huh. Oh wait, wait. No, we're not there yet. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So this right here, this next up. Oh right, yeah, okay, okay. I see. Is, yeah, yeah. Um so the NBA Yeah. has relaxed its rules. <laughs> And when I say relaxed, <laughs> they're I not mean testing relaxed. anybody. They're not testing it. <laughs> Pun intended. Yes, relax. <laughs> relaxed as rules on marijuana use. And yeah. honestly, this has been long overdue because there have been people on um, former players who have been advocating mm-hmm. for the, the league to relax his, his mm-hmm. stance on marijuana. Yeah. Um, and I think we had this conversation before. I feel like we had this conversation before because I, I think that I was speaking about how as an athlete, opioids were pretty much readily available. Right. And without even doing much of a study, you could see the effects of opioids mm-hmm. um, on athletes. And so um, guys like Matt Barnes and um, Al Harrington, I was about to say his name's just dropped out of my yeah. mind, but then it popped back in, um, have been behind the scenes on the front line. I'm sure. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, all the smoke. Trying to yep. get right. All the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Try, trying to get the NBA to, to relax its standards on this. Not yeah. that, um, I think it's a good idea. You know, when you hear about um a player like well not well I guess that's the NBA but AI who talked about his marijuana use and I think maybe he was in college. Mm-hmm. Um yeah because he um all the smoke he talked about, he talked about how Coach Thompson right. saw him right yeah, <laughs> high that night. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, but I, I think um, if it's used responsibly, mm-hmm. I think it's a good idea. Um, I, I mean, I have no opinion one way or the other. Um, if it's going to help somebody, I'm all for it. You know what right. I mean? Like, if it's going to help you, then I'm all for it. Um, mm-hmm. Anything in moderation nothing abused is right yeah you know what i mean like it's it's, and and honestly this is just another huge leap in Mm -hmm. marijuana becoming legal across the country right because a a few states passed right i believe yeah a few more yeah Yeah. so 
I mean, it's just, you know, I always compare it to prohibition. Mm -hmm. It was just because they couldn't figure out how to make money. When they figured out how when to make money off the liquor, it, yeah. then it was like, oh, well, sure, liquor's fine. Like, right. nothing's wrong with liquor. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, it's the same, it's the same thing. So, it's, 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 it's just a big leap. Yeah. And, you know, we always talk about how sports and the leagues are kind of mini versions of the the country as a whole. So this right. is just us seeing what's probably about to take place within the whole country. Yeah. Mm -mm. yeah. So it won't be a big deal. So whatever floats your boat, that's all I <laughs> Literally. No pun intended. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> whatever floats your boat. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. All right, so that the uh I don't know if it's a show or a podcast. It's a podcast. Okay. So the road, okay. No, no, no. The uh the show oh. that LeBron was on with uh, It was a podcast too, I believe. Yeah. So it's it's called mm -hmm. Road Tripping. Yeah. And so on the Road Tripping podcast, um LeBron was one of um and he's been on there a few times actually, but he was one of the guests on recently. And they asked him his feelings about um, Kyrie Irving's comments on KD's podcast. And for those of you who don't remember, KD said something to the effect that um, he felt like having KD now, he feels like- Kyrie said this, not KD. Kyrie, yeah, I'm sorry. Kyrie said he feels like having KD now, he, he's another person that He's the only person um, on that all of the teams that with. he's played with where he can look down and say, man, he can make that shot too. Mm -hmm. And so um, the clip came out and the, the clip during came the out finals. during the finals. And so LeBron was on the, the show and when he was asked about it, he said that um, he was scrambling and he told his people like, yo, get me the full transcript so I mm -hmm. can, you know, see... Mm -hmm what was said, like if it was, you know, said it. out of context right. and this thing. That's right. Clear. That's right. Be so, smart about it. That's right. Mm -hmm. So he, he went through, he saw all that was said and he said his first thought was, um, in his words, damn. Like, yeah. he he said that he was hurt. Mm -hmm. Not that's that. That's the part that got me. Right. Right. Oh, Wow. Because like, that speaks volumes about how you felt about it. even with him being nasty and doing throwing little darts and digs all along, you still right. looked at him in a certain way. Right. Like he 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 just wasn't expecting that. And I feel him like, you know, um, you know, Kyrie forced his way out of Cleveland. Um, and one of the things that has been said behind the scenes is that he just didn't feel like you know, LeBron respected them as an equal. You know, he wanted to be on, I guess, kind of even footing with LeBron. And so he felt like he needed to go get his own team. And so it, it just seems like with this dig, because we can look it up and see that it's not factual, right? Like, um, he ain't my goat, but I ain't going to put him down like that. No, yeah. that's not factual yeah. at all. The facts is when when it comes to to you know last second scoring, um, even amongst your goat, 
he has a higher um, shooting percentage, right? Mm-hmm. Which speaks to him being clutch. So this narrative that has been gone on, because if you repeat a lie uh, long enough, it'll become the truth. Oh, yeah. Well, um, people will think it's true. Well, yeah, people will think it's true. And so this LeBron isn't clutch narrative has, you know, with, with his comments, with Kyrie's comments, he just kind of, you know, continued to affirm that. Yeah. And fueling the fire. Huh? Fueling the fire. Right. Which which was crazy because those comments came out during the finals. And then, you know, LeBron gets into game six with the time running down and he passes the ball to Danny Green. Mm-hmm. And then the first thing, you know, because there are a lot of people out there who just cannot stand LeBron. And I get yeah. it. You know, I don't think it's so much about LeBron per se. I think it's more of anyone because people have a commotion, uh, commotional, have an emotional connection yeah. to um, Michael Jordan and any threat to his status as the GOAT, I think people take umbrage with. And so, not, I, no, no, I, I'm not, I, not you. No, 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 I no, think, I, no, not me. Now, you know how, I, that is, no, right. that's, that, that, no, no. But I, I want to say this, when you're the best, because he's mm-hmm. the best right now. Right. Uh, whether we say best of all times, he's the best right now. Right. So when you're the best, you always are going to have haters. You're yeah. always going to have those people who don't see you the way, you know what I mean? And right. so, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's that, that simple. I don't even know if it has anything to do with MJ. I think it's just I, the, I think as for, simple as you're the best and people are going to come for you. I, I definitely, I definitely think it's that. I, I think though, um, because this, who's the GOAT, comparison has just kind of taken on a life of its own like people feel the need to in order to elevate one to put down the other you know that's how society is as a yeah. whole yeah 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 that's how society as a whole that's true that's how they that's how we operate as a society right yeah yeah it's, it's right or wrong it isn't it isn't a middle ground anywhere it's right, right. or wrong like so yeah yeah. So no, but I, can I just say this about well, yeah, the Kyrie thing? Um, and I said this to you earlier. I'm more, of course, you know me. I'm thinking mental stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm more concerned with the fact that it's four years later, and you still salty. You still haven't. You still having a need to try to dig at somebody who mm-hmm. is going on about his business. He ain't said nothing about you. Right. He's not. He's he's doing what he needs to do. Like, I think Kyrie needs to do some soul searching mm-hmm. and some healing. Yeah. And get over yourself. Mm-hmm. Isms. Because <laughs> 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 you, sir, every professional, no, let me not even say professional, everybody who plays sports thinks they're the best. If you don't, you shouldn't be on the field. Right. When you get to the professional level, you really shouldn't be on the court, mm-hmm. field, whatever you're playing. But they also, they feel like they're, they're I don't want to say the best because that's not what I'm saying. They feel like they're great. Mm-hmm. 
but they have a, a, an ability to have the logic to see that there might be people who are better than me and respect that. That's the part that's missing yeah. in this scenario. I'm sorry, he could come here to my apartment in Charlotte right now, sit down on my couch, and you're never going to convince me that he really believes he's as good as LeBron. You can't tell me that he feels that. You, I, I, this I is he, why you, I think he truly dig. believes it. Like you cannot, if, you wouldn't dig if, if you felt like that. You just go out and you prove it. I, I think he really believes it. And I don't think that is far-fetched for someone who believes the earth to be flat to be irrational. <laughs> we done. <laughs> you know, it's funny too, because we about to give him his flowers in a second. So. Right. So when, when I was starting to talk earlier, this right. is what I was talking about. We, we are about to give him flowers because this is, yeah. a, you know, our conversation in this respect is literally about him and his actions um, mm -hmm. when it comes to LeBron James. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't negate him as a human being, just like LeBron. I love this man as a person. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's amazing. Mm -hmm. But I just, yeah. I, so that was the reason I started with my uh, speech yeah. too early. Because I'm like, <laughs> this dude, uh, I'm about to give you, we're about to give you some flowers. I was excited about uh, this, like finally, because right, I finally. feel like I do, I do kick this dude quite a bit because yeah. he, he say stupid stuff. I'm sorry. All the time. All the time. And so mm. I'm just like, really? But yeah. here we go. Nonetheless, we had to do it. Right. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, Phil. Uh, no, it's not Phil Good Final Thought. We are on <laughs> on to the real. Yes. Um, and I'm gonna let you talk, but I gotta give my guy his flowers. <laughs> Our on to the real spotlight this week is Sean Merriman, um, yes. who is from the anybody who knows me from the area. <laughs> <laughs> Played at the University of Maryland from PG County, um, and yeah, he's affectionately known as Lights Out. Yeah. Um, which is a part of his On to the Real. Right. So what is he up to now? So you just, as you alluded to, um, Sean Merriman um, has a clothing line called Lights Out, mm -hmm. which I think is cool. <laughs> yes. Um, but that's really cool. I love it. You know, um, a lot of times it's funny. I've worked with a, a ex NFL player who, was um, kind of concerned about his artistic side being mm -hmm. what he brought out for his, you know, after football yeah. time. Um, he, he was concerned because he was such an artist. Um, and I know you can relate to this in that because, and if y'all don't know, this Picasso pen, <laughs> um, Jared's a, a poet and a, and a song, and you know, hip hop and songs mm -hmm. and so, you know, but, but, but that's a little more main, main down the road. Okay, yeah, yeah, the, the, the music part, right. the poetry part is something that people are like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like, should I, can I? Yeah, yeah and so for him to, to because I, I believe he's really instrumental in designing as well. Mm -hmm. 
not just that he has a clothing line, but he's instrumental in the design. But the really cool thing is that he has actually um, been working with NASCAR to diversify mm-hmm. NASCAR. And so he um, has um, gone in with, oh, let me find the boy's name, hold on. Uh, Jesse, okay, you know me with these names, nice. I- Iwuji. <laughs> Jesse Iwuji. Iwuji. Jesse Iwuji, who is uh, one of the few black um, NASCAR drivers. drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Sean Merriman owns the car mm-hmm. that he drives, the Chevrolet that he drives. Yeah. Um, and he's just been really like this is he said in a perfect world i would love to be able to work with nascar and work with this diversity program to bring maybe not a full race but some type of a race to the inner cities so mm. what he's been able to do is take groups of kids from the inner city yeah. to, NASCAR. to nascar wow okay because he That's said cool. he wants them to to have i mean I'm a huge proponent of broadening horizons, right? Mm -hmm. The more I know, the more I can choose from. And so I feel like giving them that opportunity to see that world and see what that could do. We have a person that we know personally, Coach Pat. Shout out to Coach Pat. Shout out Coach Pat. Who worked on uh, a NASCAR team. Yeah. So like that, that having that world Mm -hmm. opened up to them is uh, amazing. And so shout out to... Sean Merriman, not just for, you know, going on from football, which, you know, if you all, Jared shared his admiration for this dude um, when we talked earlier about how great a football player he was. So he went from being a great football player to now doing something that I feel is really cool with him, you know, between NASCAR and his, and his clothing line. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Shout out, shout out to him. Um, for this and, and and being involved in in this specifically because we saw the whole thing that went down with Bubba Wallace, right? Um, like bringing more black people to the sport and truly diversifying it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, yeah, I think is is awesome. Um, and just him being that being you know one of the people, um, a part of that. Like I just think it's a great look. Yeah. Love it. His clothing line is the one that sponsors, by the way. Right. Sponsors the car. So and it's real cool. Real yeah. cool. Lights real out. Cool. Lights out. <laughs> hey, that's got to be cool riding around the right. track. Lights out. Like, uh-huh. oh, man. You don't get no more perfect than that. Right. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Feel good final thought. Now, yeah. he's gotten enough of our. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say slander, but no, this is true. No, it was uh, true. Yeah. yeah. He's got enough uh, uh, criticism today. Us. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> now it's time to give Kyrie Irving his flowers um, yeah. and to really just speak about um, Kyrie the philanthropist, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so in March, Kyrie partnered with City Harvest to provide 250,000 meals across New York. And he donated $323,000 to Feeding America. But it doesn't stop there. Because in May, he donated two truckloads of food and 3,000 N95 masks 
to the Standing Rock tribe, an indigenous group that his late mother was born into. Love it. Love it. Does not stop there. Right. Because in July, he committed $1.5 million to help pay the salaries for those WNBA players who opted out of the season. Loved it. Like, that was it right there. When I saw yeah. that part, I was like, okay, listen, yeah. that's why I say, like, you know, it's tough. What we do is tough right. because sometimes it seems like, you know, we don't like people. And that's, right. and it's that's not, not what it is. Yeah. It's not what it is at all. Like, mm-hmm. I am and Jared both are very, we're very capable of compartmentalizing. Like, yes. what he did to LeBron was jacked up. Right. But that does not negate the fact that you're a good human being. Right. At all. This just this is why I said what I said. It just needs to be something you deal with. Because right. this is who you are. This person that we just talked about that did all these things is who you are. And I, it's, it's funny, like, one of the, one of the things that I, I say a lot is that Nobody's absolutely anything, mm-hmm. right? Nope. Nobody's absolutely anything, like, nope. and that's why I say, like, I, 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 I understand people, and I operate, you know, I feel like, with a level of grace from understanding that we all deal with something, we all have something, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, it's not fair. Now I'm a, we're gonna talk about it, but it's not fair to overvalue. Right. You know, the negative in someone's life and not give value to the positives. Absolutely. You know, um, so I can certainly talk about how uh, Kyrie was wrong in certain instances, but I can also come back and say, but you like, and this is no dismissal of what he did with um, Feeding America and Standing Rock. That's, that's yeah. not to dismiss that, but for you to say, I'm going to take $1.5 million of my money. I'm going to take $1.5 million and give it to these WNBA players who I know already yeah. don't make a lot of money. Exactly. And who are choosing to opt out. Like, I can do nothing but take my hat off to that. Especially yeah. when, when, when we went and broke down, uh, maybe it was about a year and some change ago, about um, the equity and pay right. between the WNBA and the NBA. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, shout out to Kyrie. Absolutely. You no. Know, um, Absolutely. Amazing, this, sir. This, this is amazing. Like, yeah. And we'll You're continue to spotlight. Right. Yeah. We'll continue to spotlight when you do things like this. Absolutely. I'd much rather be talking about this. Right. I mean, if you come at the King, we're going to talk about that too. Well, I ain't saying that, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. What's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Wrong is wrong. Yeah. 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 It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Show picks. What you watching? So... I'm picking these two Christmas movies mm-hmm. because anybody that knows me knows it's sports, it's cars, it's action movies, and it's love stories and Christmas movies. That's mm-hmm. it. So these Christmas movies, um, I really, uh, the two I picked, they're um, a franchise. It's a part of the same story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Merry Little, spelled L-I-D-D-L-E, mm-hmm. Merry Little Christmas, and Merry Little Christmas Wedding. No, and are, and they're two different movies? Yes. Okay. 
So this is Kelly Rowland. Oh wow, okay. Yes. These Let are both Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland is the main character in both of these. Oh, movies. I'm I'm definitely gonna watch that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, um just it's an all black cast in each okay. of these. They're they're um Hallmark movies, I believe they're Hallmark. Um and it's a all black cast in both of these. I cannot mm -hmm. think of her name. She played I'm Unique. She get, uh her character on in that show was I'm Unique. I can't she's in this. Oh Bruce um, Webb. Yeah. Bruce Webb, yeah. Um Shout out to Bruce um, Webb. What's her name? Who else? Debbie Morgan is in this. Okay. Um, so it's it's a cast now. It's yeah. it's a cast. Um and uh it's really both of them were really good. Mm -hmm. I watched Merry Little Christmas came out last year and then Merry Little Christmas Wedding was new this year. But I watched okay. both of them. I watched them both and just amazing. I'm, good stuff. I'm, I'm definitely going to check out both of those. Definitely. Okay, of course, because <laughs> Kelly Rowland's in it. Of <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. One day I'm going to tell you the story about uh, her being my favorite uh Oh, she's your crush. In, in Destiny's Child, yeah. Oh, okay. I feel you. Okay. Yeah, she was she was my favorite member of Destiny's Child. She, okay. Back in the tenth grade, when everyone was like, "Oh, ninth grade." Beyonce was, was grade. Beyonce, the, Beyonce. Beyonce. Was I was like, like, like "Who? Nah, Beyonce? Who, Beyonce? Who's this Kelly?" Kelly? Uh, <laughs> Y'all see that little skinny girl over there? She's the one. <laughs> uh <-huh>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, but um, so I was given a birthday gift mm -hmm. and that gift was the subscription to the master class and i can't decide on which one because i'm hopping back in between both of them and i probably need to focus so i'm <laughs> gonna go with timberland's master class okay if this is an investment now it was given to me as a gift Mm -hmm. This is an investment. Whatever walk of life you're in, I think you should make it. But specifically, if you are in music, if you're in production, beat making, engineering, you need this masterclass from Timberland. Okay. Like, I, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> well, well, I I'll love start, I'll start at the so, beginning. Right. So... His introduction in the master class. I can't, I don't even know how many uh joints is on there. I'm, I'm on number three. Mm -hmm. He is, he shows you how he creates production, a beat using simply his mouth. Like all of the instrumentation that you hear is pretty much him beatboxing and it comes out sounding with all of the, yeah. you know, with, with all of the effects that they put on it, right. comes out sounding clear, crisp, and is a full production. And it's just like amazing to watch. Wow. It's like he said for the, for the, first, for the first class, the introduction, um, and I think it might've gone all the way through, created an entire beat just vibing inside of the uh, the booth making noises and then just kind of in there and like yeah. it just all that's came together that's a creative together. for you that's a creative to, to see that 
and obviously I've never done that. But to <laughs> see that kind of made me reminisce to uh, shout out my brother, uh, him downstairs, L. <laughs> when hey, <we> just, <laughs> yes, <laughs> we would just be in the studio, like, play a beat, and let's just see what we create. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when we, we did All Different Color Women, and it actually started in the parking lot. And shout out to him because he, he the beat making ain't, is not my thing. You know, like arranging and songwriting and stuff like that is me, but like he is the man at beat making. And I, I remember when he first created that beat for All Different Color Women. And we were just in the, the parking lot, right, ready to do our radio show. And we had to hurry up after our radio show. <laughs> Shout out to my man, uh, Sherman Merman, or Merman Sherman, I can't remember. Uh, he was our engineer. We had to race after our radio show so that we can go listen to this on the bigs and record this song because wow. it really tapped in uh, to us. And I don't know where he goes when <laughs> he makes those beats. They're creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, like, it, it really just took me into that. So let me bring it back to the original. Yeah. Like this, this master class and all of the things they have on it. I've already um, put on my, my little check thing where I'm doing Timberland. And I guess I'll just say the other person, Samuel Jackson on acting. Ooh, phenomenal, okay. phenomenal. Okay. You know, um, and I took that nod from you because, you know, you keep telling me that I'm uh, going to meet someone Yes. I won't say his name, even though we probably said his name before. We've um, said it, but yeah. And we, we, we're going to Yes, it's going to have him my story and Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm just getting prepared with his master class on acting. That's awesome. <laughs> that's it. No, that's that's what God needs. He needs yeah. you to take a step out to do the rest. That's right. like, that's it. So um, I love it. Yeah, awesome. this is an amazing gift. Yes, it sounds like it. That is. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of, of both of those gentlemen. So. Oh yes. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know. When when I can get into because I got Martin Scorsese up there too. Oh gosh. Okay. His masterclass. I just I'm gonna wait for that one. Yeah. And I got Alicia Keys, her songwriting hmm. class. I was gonna say songwriting. Yeah. 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 So I'm ready to okay. dig into them all. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna finish Timberland and Samuel Jackson. Okay. Um, masterclass. All right. Yeah. Awesome. I love yeah. it. You're such a nerd. I love it. <laughs> I remember I remember telling you about, you know, you know, obviously I'm into uh history. Yes. Yeah, you know, I just be sitting here watching like little history. Uh yeah, all these <laughs> historical documentaries and that all was right. so interesting. Finding out how the Jared You're such a nerd. <laughs> At the end of another one. Yeah. This is 90. Yes. And more to 100. <sighs> yeah, yeah. That's going to breeze by. Yeah. So I've nice. been on it already with the place. So. Okay. That and, and I, that, we got to do that place yeah. because of its significance to us, like doing our production meetings there. Yeah. Like, we're kind of forced to do production meetings over the phone now. Right. 
Um, this spot is the place we yeah. probably met the most. Oh yeah, for sure. For our production meetings. Absolutely. And they always took care of us. Absolutely. They always like looked out and it's just like a family vibe in there. Mm-hmm. So when that when I saw that place, I was like, Oh, that's it. Yeah. You go <laughs> so you're not gonna share it yet, guys. I know no. we're talking about it and y'all like, wait, what are y'all talking about? You're right. Um, we'll share. We'll share it soon enough, and and you yeah. can go and um, patronize this place. Please do. We love it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. But as always, we truly appreciate you guys for listening. Um, certainly uh, interact with us on Instagram. That's at Field the Number Two, the Real Podcast. Yes. Hit us up on Twitter at Field the Number Two, the Real P One. Um, certainly check out our, our new Facebook page. Um, check out our YouTube page where we are dropping um, these podcasts and snippets. Well, I say snippets, but some of these joints be like 20 minutes long. Okay, listen. It's, but, it's better than the two hours. Right, right. <laughs> well, we drop snippets, so definitely go to that YouTube page. Subscribe, share like comment hit that notification bell so that you'll know whenever we uh are are dropping some content um and if you want to shoot us an email again like if you want to be on a podcast if you want to offer us a suggestion um if you just you know want to say hey shoot us an email at field to the real podcast at gmail.com yeah um am i forgetting anything no, we, we handled J-Boy, so no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> pow, pow. <laughs> <laughs> All the smoke. <laughs> but as always, yeah. we love you guys. Peace. Peace.